What's up? Hey girl, so much. Get your cups ready because we're about to pour. This is the Queen's Cup. Who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you know you are? I'm a boss with a little bit of sassy and a whole lot of classy. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. Who do you know you are? I'm Risa. And I'm Rika. And this is the Queen's Cup Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Queen's Cup Podcast. It's your girl, Risa. And Erica. And we are back for another episode. Hi guys, so we are here with episode three. And we're going to start off with chat with R&R. So basically, we're going to say what we've been up to since our last show. Alrighty, so I'll start. Um, Let's see. So what I've been up to, so I'm still working from home. I'm still homeschooling. Um, And it's getting better, I have to say. So in Miami-Dade, the schools have opened back up. This was the first week that all the kids have been back in school. And, uh, but for me, I've decided to keep my kids to school. I'm sorry, keep them home. (laughs) Um just until the end of the year to see how things go with the cases and you know all the kids going back to school trust me i contemplated sending them back to school i even went to (laughs) to the schools but um just for safety reasons i'm going to keep me and my husband going to keep the kids home um until the end of the school year other than that i've still been working with my business um that's Um, growing by the grace of God. I'm so thankful for that. So things have been pretty busy for me. Um, Actually, this weekend, I am going to do some self-care. I try to do it at least every week or every two weeks. Um, But this will be two weeks, so I'm definitely going to be doing something for myself this weekend because mama needs to get out of the house. So, (laughs) (laughs) but anyways, so... I just also want to say thank you guys so much yes. for all the love and support thank we have you. been getting for our first episode um, that launched. We are so excited that you guys have been so supportive and so receptive to the episode. Thank you guys for who for the listeners who submitted questions and just gave us positive feedback. We are so grateful. And we can't wait for you guys to continue to hear each episode we put out every two weeks. So uh, I just needed to say that first. Just want to thank you guys. And so anyway, so Erica, what you been up to? Um, For me, um, I've been working on a project that I hope to release in a little while. God willing. I won't say that's before the, this year is over with, but <laughs> hopefully soon. Um, Other than that, just trying to survive somewhat <laughs> in these quarantine streets and um yeah just trying to renew my mind as these days go by that's what's been going on for me other than that weighing myself and um <laughs> trying to see how much quarantine weight i've gained i only gained a pound you know i probably lost a few in the last couple of days but whatever way it was <laughs> 
that was that was good for me. So that's all I have to say in regards to that. Alrighty. So we're going to roll right into core conversations. And as you guys know, this is where we say like the meat and potatoes of the episode. And so this week we are talking about does art imitate life? And so Erica, you want to start out with a little bit as to what that means? Okay. So there's a saying that someone, um, I'll paraphrase is that, um, art imitates life. And in a nutshell, what that means is that um, what we see, how it has an, um, an effect on what we do. So you may have a certain movie that you like that impacts um, your thought life as far as dating is concerned. Or you may have read a book that um, with fictional characters but made you think about um, traveling or um, certain... Um, career goals so basically what we see what we um, intake what we um, hear how that has an effect on us um, as people and sometimes it's um, conscious and sometimes it's subconsciously so today basically we're going to um, tap into that and talk about the things that has had an effect on us and I just think it's a great um, conversation because we are um, the type of beings that we are, we don't realize how great an impact something has on us. So I think um, music and even if you are in a certain place um, and you hear a song, it may make you reminisce of a grandparent that has gone on or mm-hmm. a loved one that you can't see as um, often as you like. So let's tap into it. Alrighty. So for me... I would say I want to start out with movies. And so um, I know for the whole black community, Black Panther was a huge. um, Yes, it was. It had a huge impact on the whole black culture. I mean, hands down, I, I took me and my family to see Black Panther in the movies. We probably went five times to see it. No lie. We went, um, me and my husband and the kids, I went with my in-laws, I went with friends, I went with family members. So, um, and then for my kids to actually see a black superhero, right? Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, he was amazing. And that movie just touched, not just in America, but all over the world. Yes, globally. Globally, it impacted the black community and... It was something that we've never seen before in our lifetime. I mean, that movie hit a billion dollars. All predominantly all black cast that portrayed Africa and portrayed black people as just amazing. And I know for me, me personally, it just made me feel like I needed to level up. Like it did. It made me feel like (laughs) I could do anything. It just made me feel like there were no limits on my life, like everything that I thought that I maybe questioned that I couldn't do, it made me feel like the sky's the limit. Like we as black people are so talented. We have so much talent. We have so many gifts that God has given to us. And a lot of times we don't have the opportunities. We don't have the money. We don't have the doors that open. And Black Panther just made me feel like there was nothing that we couldn't do as a people. And that, um, a lot of us have so many talents that may not come up or we may not have the opportunity to show, 
but I know for me, it touched me in that way. And then it also was something for my, my boys to see like a black superhero, even though superheroes aren't real, but for them to connect and see like there's somebody on this TV screen or this movie screen that looks like right, me. Right. It's not just a white man in a cape and nothing wrong with Superman and all those other superheroes. But to finally have our own superhero that was amazing, like Black Panther was amazing. And so I know for me, Black Panther was a huge, it had a, a huge impact on me um, and my family's life um, in a positive way. I really don't have anything negative to say about that movie at all. And so um, I wanted to start out with Black Panther. Another one that I'm watching now. I watch um, Lovecraft Country, and at first I was like, oh, this is some crazy stuff. Um, but as I get through the episodes, like I'm on episode seven, and most recently episode eight just came out, mm-hmm. so I have to watch that one. But episode seven was so amazing. Jordan Peele um, created Lovecraft Country, for those who don't know. It's on HBO. And... It's kind of like a sci-fi thriller type. Like, if you know Jordan Peele, you know he thinks of stuff way outside of the box. It's just weird. I'm not going to say I'm going to say it's weird. It is. But there's so many undertones. There's so much African-American history in there. There's so much. So there's so many things, readings and, and texts for black people that if you don't know, like, there, he talked about Emmett Till, but not directly. And so many things that are in there, you just have to open your mind to see it but anyways episode seven is what i wanted to talk about more recently because that episode was all it was saluted to black women a hundred percent the episode was mostly all about saluting black women and the main character which is the aunt hippolyta for those who know and those who don't know went on like this transformation journey she started out as a wife a mom and she devoted her whole life to her family But through the episode, she went through so many different stages to get to know who she is outside of just a wife and a mom. She was a discoverer. She was a scientist. She had all these dreams and goals that she left by the wayside when she got married and started her family. And so for me, it resonated a lot for me because two years ago, I went through like my own like self-care crisis because I had given myself to everybody else and I had depleted myself of nothing left. And so for me, it just rem- it just reminded me of where I was and mm-hmm. where I am now and how I didn't allow myself to stay there. I, allow- I-, I used that, I guess, test to make my own testimony. And from that, I birthed my book. Um, and it really, like, reignited me to-, to start my business over again, really, because I was at the verge of, like, quitting, like, closing my business, literally closing my business down and saying, forget this. Um, so, yeah, so that episode just reminded me of that, of how women, we give so much of ourselves to everybody else, and we will just fall back into the background, and we will just slowly but surely diminish ourselves because of everybody else. And so that episode definitely resonated with me because I've had my own experience of that, but also to see her overcome all of that, and at the end of the episode... This lady was a warrior. She was a, um, you know, she had a powers and she had all these things, of course, like sci-fi, like, but the theory, the theory or the, the metaphor behind all those things was that she was regaining her power and her strength. And she came out stronger than when she went into this 
transformation, so to speak. But so, yeah, so that one stuck out to me as well, just because of my own personal journey with self-care and kind of finding yourself again when you lose yourself. Um, so, yeah, so those two things stuck out to me. Um as far as movies and TV shows, um, to go back, I guess, to childhood, I would say, well, before I get to TV shows, I guess I'll let Erica go talk about her movies and her TV shows, um, so that we can kind of flow better. So I'll let her go. Okay. Um, for me growing up, um, well, I won't, I'll say the here and now, um, in here and now lately I've been watching, um, Insecure which is definitely spicy. Um, but um, what my takeaway from Insecure, um, they're, I think they're on their third or fourth season. This fourth. past season. Yeah, the, the last season that they wrapped was the fourth season. And my takeaway from it is um, being authentically you and being yourself and not worrying about you know, other people's perception, which is something that, you know, that I, um, was in my rant, but also, um, just like, it was empowering, um, seeing like the ball side of being a woman and a woman, you know, going off after her dreams and also watching them navigate through different relationship, um, components of the show that I can attest to. Um, as far as, um, even the latest one, like I know how it feels when you think once something is getting ready to go one way and it's like, nope, well, there's this and, mm-hmm. and the pain that <laughs> when that was on Issa's face, like I can relate to that. I was like, Ooh, like I know exactly how you feel because I definitely have been through that exact same, um, a situation um but it was a whole nother component to that which i'm getting off the topic but <laughs> i'm just saying how you know art imitates life you know how that situation is it can be devastating um but i also relate to her as far as like just seeing someone i guess who people might think like oh why does she think like that why does she act like that or <laughs> they you might not seem like the typical black woman, mm-hmm. black girl, black person to them. You might like something that's not stereotypically who you're supposed to be or the way that you act or express yourself. So seeing Issa Ray being this person that's um, bubbly and this and that, like I, I feel like I connect with her on so many levels, like to see that on a big screen and being appreciated, like, to me, I see her being um, depicted as, like, to me, it's being appreciated because you don't often see that without it being made fun of. Mm-hmm. And I like that she's quirky and she doesn't take herself too seriously, but she still know who she is. And so um, I also like how I can see the component of her and Marlene on the show. So, you know, um, just different friendships or different types of friends that people may have. Um that's interesting to see as well um i'll say if i was to talk about a movie for me um a movie that i've seen in the past was waiting to exhale and i've always loved that movie because i thought about um friendships and just 
um, that camaraderie of, of that sisterhood and someone always being there for you and you always being there for someone else. And just like even Bernadette um, going through the whole divorce and everything and her husband leaving her like she still um rose to the top she still didn't let that break her Mm -hmm. yes she was hurt about it but she didn't defeat her and the other women who went through um even um Whitney Houston wanting to find love on the um and being with a married man but knowing that there was more out there for her so Mm -hmm. yeah waiting to exhale was like I won't say it was a coming to coming of age story for me because I was younger, but I will say that it's something that um, it was always noteworthy about the type of friendships that um, that I've cultivated and always wanted to have. Like no matter what, I'm I'm going to be here for you, and you know the reciprocated relationships that those women had and. They were truthful with each other. They were honest with each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. they call each other on their crap. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you knew that if you came knocking, that they were going to be there for you. So mm-hmm. that was something that was important for me. What about you? Um. So, so yeah. So I said the movies and I said the TV show. One other thing, I guess one other piece of art that did um, resonate with me and was impactful in my life was music. Um. I've always been a lover of music. I love all kinds of music, to be honest. Um, I, I can listen to any type of music, um, or I have been able to listen to any type of music. But I would say music definitely has helped me through some dark um, times in my life. Um, there was, like, a specific channel growing up that I listened to. Um, no judgment. No judgment zone. <laughs> we're laughing because so you guys know why we're laughing. So in high school there was a there was a channel, uh radio station, excuse me, that I listened to quite often when I was sad. Um and it normally played older white music. Um I don't know if I would call it pop or R and B. I don't know, but it was normally music from the eighties, really. Um or maybe even the 70s. I don't know. But it was very impactful for me because I could just listen to it and it would make me feel better, to be honest. Um, music has always been a positive outlet for me, even to this day. Like, I listen to music all the time. If I'm having a bad day, I can put on some music and it cheers me up. Or I'm cleaning the house and I need music to kind of give me energy to get through cleaning the house. Um, that was also one of the ways me and my husband connected because we both love music. So, um, we can sit and talk about movies and music. So what's your favorite song together? Well, (laughs) we want to (laughs) know. I would say, (laughs) I would say, um, oh, that's a good question. Um, so one of our favorite songs a long time ago when we first got together was that Life Jennings song. Oh, um, must be nice. Must be nice. Yes. yes. That was a good one, 2005. That was 2005 when we first met. That was like our song. Um, but now, I mean, we listen to all kind of music together in the house or in the car. Or so, but yes, yeah, so music definitely has been impactful in my life. It, it helps me through whatever mood I'm in, but it also connected me to, to my husband too. That was a way for us to connect. 
And so our kids like listening to music. Our kids like dancing, even though they got the rhythm from their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but they like it nonetheless. Um, so, yeah. So I would say another piece of art is definitely music. It's definitely been impactful in my life. Hands down, to this day, music is a piece of my self-care. I can literally get in the bathtub and play some music <laughs> and just relax. Um, so, yeah, music is definitely, I would say, the other piece of art that's been impactful in my life. I can agree. Um, for me, music, I grew up listening to gospel, and that's <laughs> that's still, like, my go-to most days. Um, I do like, I do like R&B, um, some rap, some of the ratchet stuff that... <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, you know, sometimes it look catchy, but yeah, <laughs> some of this stuff, you know, I mean, listen, it's a certain <laughs> song. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm thinking about a certain song that me and Risa know that if it came on, I'm gonna have to catch myself, but, um, <laughs> but, but, um, gospel, I don't know, it just always brought me to a good place, it always, um, lifted my spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just always, I don't know, like, for me to commune with God in that way, it's just something that just was super impactful for me, especially if I could be going through something or feeling down. It's just, like, it just makes me feel good. And then I have other songs that I'll listen to, like Lauren Hill songs from Miss Education, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that I still sing the praises of that album to this day, just just stuff like that was just like even growing up Spice Girls. Like, <laughs> oh, I love Spice Girls. <laughs> growing up, the Spice Girls just like made you like feel empowered. Like yes. you were you a girl, girl power. Like all of that. Like yeah. I mean, I guess all of these like all of these have poured into like why do I why I value friendship so much? Like it was just like all these <laughs> underlying things yeah, of everything I mentioned <laughs> about friendship, but. Um, yeah, like, growing up, listening to Spice Girls and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, um, music can, can set a mood, can set a tone, can incite you, it can be thought-provoking, um, just, yeah, (laughs) so those are the songs that has, um, those type of songs have really helped me, um, navigate through times where I was just like, I don't really want to talk to nobody. I just want to go and lay in my bed mm-hmm. and let the song play out. Right. And especially if it's something encouraging, like I'll leave it on even to this day. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. it's something encouraging, like I'll sit there and listen to it or I'll listen to somebody saying a prayer or whatever. Like it's just something about getting certain things in your psyche. Right. Um, so that's one form of art that has definitely been instrumental and helping me get through some growing pains, especially, and then, but I will say that I've never been a type of person that I'm like, oh, I'm sad, let me play some love, <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand why people do that to themselves, like, oh, I'm sad, let me put on whatever situation that I'm in, and make right. you feel worse, like, I've never really been that type of person, now, if it be some me, myself, and I type thing, Oh, I did want to say one of the songs that I always felt empowered by was Bossy. Like, <laughs> Kalisa. <laughs> when that song came out, I used to light up and, um, Is It Fine or I'm Fine by Mary J. Blige. Just Fine. Yeah, Just Fine. 
that song. I'm not good at song titles. I would literally make it the chorus (laughs) for the title. (laughs) But yeah. Right. And so, you know, art does imitate life and art is very impactful, whether it's movies, songs, TV shows, or actual art, paintings and things Mm -hmm. like that. Any piece of art is definitely impactful in our lives one way or another. And um, it's not till you sit down and really notice it um, or you think about it that you notice the impact that had, that things have had on you. Or even when you go back to your childhood and you connect with good times in your life, it normally there's some piece of art that is attached to it some way, shape, or form. So, so yeah. So we wanted to just talk about that and connect on that level. So if you guys have any pieces of art that connected you in your life or helped you through or was impactful to you you can definitely um send us a message and let us know we also want to hear from you guys as well so um so yeah you can just reach out and let us know so our next uh segment is our q a but this episode we're not going to do necessarily q a we're going to do a little bit of something a little different because we are coming very close to voting day, which is November 3rd, Tuesday, November 3rd. We are voting one of the most pivotal and crucial elections probably our in our election. in our lifetime mm-hmm. is coming up very soon. And so we wanted to take this time during this segment to talk about why voting is so important and um, why you guys need to get out and vote. And so um, just to give you guys a little history for those uh, our black people that are listening, um, as a lot of you know, we didn't always have the right to vote as right. black people in America. Um, the very first time we were granted rights to vote was 1870 with the 15th Amendment of the Constitution that gave everybody the right to vote and that we couldn't be denied by our race, color, or creed um, or servitude. And so we knew that was the first start, but it wasn't the end of our battle to for our right to vote. And so as time progressed, then we get to the civil rights movement um, where Jim Crow laws were put into segregation and all that stuff. And so voting became even harder in the South more, but overall in the country it became very hard because mm-hmm. you could only go to these certain places and not every black person can go here and discrimination and segregation Mm -hmm. and oppression and all those things that Martin Luther King and all the other civil rights activists fought for, um, voting was a part of it. And so the Voting Rights Act was signed in 1965 that banned literacy tests and other methods used to disenfranchise voters, which is something I had to learn doing research, is that... um, if you couldn't pass a literacy test, you couldn't vote. Right. And a lot of black people weren't even taught to read, which or meant, right. or right, which meant that black people couldn't vote. And so, um, and then in 1966, the Supreme Court ruled against poll taxing, which um, eliminated people paying taxes on federal elections. Um, they voted as unconstitutional for state and local elections. So, just to give you guys a little history lesson, not to bore you, but to give you a little history lesson on how black people in America had to fight, literally fight for the right right to vote in this country. And so I know a lot of us young folks, millennials and below, we feel like, what's the point of voting? Our vote doesn't count. 
who's ever going to be in the White House, the powers that be are just going to put them there. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that for one, if you don't believe anything, know that our ancestors literally bled, died, fought for us to vote in this country. And so one, you need to utilize your right to vote. And two, if you want to see change in this country, you can't just complain. You have to do something. And what can I do? You can vote. If you feel as though you can't do a lot, you can at least vote. November 3rd is our election in this country. Early voting in Florida, because we're in Florida, starts October the 19th. The 19th. And so please vote early. It is probably going to be very chaotic on November 3rd just because of all the stuff that's happening before. So if you want to beat the crowd and you want to um, get your vote in. And be proactive about it. Absolutely. Vote early. So I agree. Um, uh, it starts. Early voting starts October the 19th. The actual election day is October 3rd. November 3rd. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we already passed October 3rd. It's no <laughs> November 3rd. It's, no <laughs> it's November the 3rd. So if you want to have an early birthday present for me, <laughs> my birthday is literally two days, two days after the election date, which is on the November the 5th. But yeah, vote. If you want to give me a present... <laughs> <laughs> vote um but uh yeah it's very important that we vote it's i believe our civic duty and i believe that regardless of who you decide to vote that you should exercise your right to vote right um as far as being a black woman as far as being a, a woman of color um we know that as al Teresa expressed that it took a long while for us to vote as black people and even longer as black women. Right. Um, so I think it's important for us to, to exercise our right to vote because there are so many things that are on the ballot besides the president. Mm -hmm. There's um, certain officials that are going to be in your neck of the woods that affect uh, whether your child eats a good lunch or not. Yep. That affects whether your child is um, profiled or X, Y, Z. There's a, uh, uh, a number of things that voting um, gives us the freedom to express ourselves and no one has to know how you vote, why you vote or when you vote. It's all up to you. Right. Um, but I think that's important that again, I say <laughs> that you do vote. Um, people have bled and died. People have risked their lives and lost their lives. And I think um, as black people, sometimes we may be discouraged and feel like politicians don't hear us. Um, but I think mm -hmm. that starts with part of it is us being more active in the local um, in local government and letting it spread abroad as well to the larger forms of government as far as presidential elections and in X, Y and Z. But right. we saw the fruit of people not voting and then when we had Donald Trump and that was for me, that was very, that was devastating. Very. When I found out that Donald Trump was becoming president, I literally cried. I'm like, I just, I just wonder what state our country would be in. And we definitely have gotten a, a preview, a movie, <laughs> a whole trilogy. Mm -hmm. And he's what, almost four years come January of, who this man is. Yep. So regardless of who you like or your 
qualms that you have on both sides of the fence, you know what type of America there is with this man. You know that. And regardless if you vote or not, America, as long as it has an existence, will have a president. So if you decide not to vote, I'm just letting you know you're voting for Donald Trump. Mm. And that's the that's the unmitigated truth. Wow. If you <laughs> do not vote, you're voting for Donald Trump. And that's mm. just it's just how it is. So again, um, I encourage everybody, please, please go out there and vote. Because black as black people, um, I wish I could remember the lady who I heard spoke. She was literally saying that our civil liberties are on on are at stake. They're on the line. Absolutely. Um, things as far as black people being able to go to certain restaurants, as far as a people, uh, black people or people of color not being able to being turned away from going to certain hotel because they're black, um, or a person of color. So. I could go on forever, but right. <laughs> please vote. I, I'm begging you. Yes, yes. We we wanted you to vote so bad. We took a moment of our episode <laughs> to encourage every person that is listening to this episode to vote. November 3rd, go out and vote. But if you can, go out and vote early. In the state of Florida, early voting starts October 19th. If you are in another state, please Google yes, it. Yes. Just type Google in your local state elections. early voting and it'll tell you the dates you can start early voting. And if you are mailing in ballots, do not wait the last minute. That mail in your ballot. Absentee ballots, mail in ballots. If you have elderly family members, help them mail in their ballots. Help your family members. Encourage your family members to get up and get out and vote. If they are mobile, get up and get out and vote. We need every single person. We need to show up to the polls as if this was Obama. Yes. We need to show up to the to the polls to vote this man out of the White House or God help us all. So we wanted to encourage all of you to vote and make sure that your voice is heard. Even if you feel like it's not, that is exactly how you're exercising your rights is by voting because our ancestors fought for us to be here. And we want to make sure that we're utilizing everything they fought for us to have. I agree. All righty. So we just want to encourage you guys to get out and vote. And so as we move along, we're going to do our last segment, which is the mic drop. So I'll let you go, Erica. So um, this is a mic drop that um, Alteresa and I um, have discussed since the summer. Mm-hmm. And... I've seen um, hurt. I won't say that I've heard it, but I've seen people share things with saying um, that we are not our ancestors. And it's troubling and bothersome to me because I find it highly disrespectful. Why? Because who are you to say exactly what you have, what, what you would have done? Because we can all sit here and think and surmise and wish up what we would have done if we were in that same exact circumstance but you don't know because you've never been in the exact same circumstance you don't know how it is to um physically be a slave you don't physically know how it is to um have somebody and there are um i won't i'll say as um in the premise under the premise of slavery and i'll say what was the um jim crow jim crow days on the um 
along those lines um to have to choose whether you allow, allow someone to humiliate you or the other balance is let me humiliate you or your child will be humiliated mm-hmm. or your child will lose his life or your spouse will lose his life or your mother or father will lose their life. Hanging in the balance because you want to vote. Hanging in the balance because you want to use the bathroom. Hanging in the balance because you wanted to use a certain um, drinking fountain or hanging in the balance because you wanted to shop somewhere. All of these certain things. And there are plenty of people of color that say if you approach by if you're approached by an officer, act and behave in this manner. And most times that conversation is being docile. Mm-hmm. So if you're afraid of what an officer may do to you, think about how they felt. When this person was considered a master, you Mm -hmm. had no rights. You are property to them. So for them to go through that and we are standing on their backs Mm -hmm. of all the things that they went through, all the hurt, the pain that they went through to fix your fingers to type, I am not my ancestors. We are not our ancestors is a slap in the face to the whole civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about what I'm saying because that's exactly what it is. For you to say that I, as a millennial, I would like to do things different in a certain way, I can't take that away from you and I won't take that away from you. But it doesn't erase the precedent they have set. It doesn't erase the movement that they were very much a part of and i love my ancestors and Mm -hmm. i took my hats to them and i would never disrespect them to say that i'm not one of them because their blood runs through my veins and i'm happy to say that i am my ancestors and they are me Mm. and that's my mic drop (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) okay i felt that girl (laughs) but um my mic drop is i want to talk about not having support and I want to talk about that because I've seen a, fi- a few people post that on social media about, oh, people will support this and they won't support that. Or people will help other people and don't help people that they know. And I've seen a lot of posts about that. And so for me, that was something I had to learn. As an entrepreneur, I started my journey in 2016. And in the beginning of my entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey... I didn't have a lot of support. I, and I'm being honest, I didn't. I had some support, but I didn't have the support I thought I would have. I was hurt. I was angry. I was upset. Mm-hmm. But I realized at the end of the day, after hearing mentors talk to me and other people talk to me, they were like, it's okay. You don't have that support. The reality is, is that even if they bought everything you sold, if they came to every event you had, they still won't get you to where you want to be. If you want to be a millionaire, your family is not going to, unless you have a rich family, they're not going to get you to millionaire status as an example, right? But we still expect people that are closest to us to support us Mm -hmm. and be in our corner and have our back. But that doesn't always happen. Right. And so I want to encourage 
all of you that are listening is that do it without the support. Will it be harder? Yes. Will it take longer? Maybe. But the reality is, is that once you get to the other side, the feeling will be sweeter Mm -hmm. because you know that you did it on your own and you know that despite the odds or despite the help not being there, you still were able to overcome and do it. Um, And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have a lot of support and you have a lot of people in your corner and other times you just will not. Should that deter and stop you? Absolutely not. You keep pressing forward and you keep doing what you have to do despite people not supporting you because the reality is is that not everybody will and that's also okay not everyone everybody will buy your book not everybody will listen to your cd not everybody will share your business post not everybody will come to your event that's okay why because the people who are supposed to be there the people who are supposed to buy it the lives that it's supposed to touch it will do that without that support and it will keep pressing forward right it's Hurtful in the beginning, trust me, I understand, I do. But at this point, four years in the game, in my business, I don't have the support. I don't have the support. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have gotten thus far without the support that I thought I would have. And by God's grace, I'm here. And so um, it's a lesson that I had to learn. And I wanted to share that lesson with all of you who may be feeling the same way or felt the same way. Like, oh, why, why don't they support me? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? The reality is they don't have to. Right. They don't. The closest people to you don't have to. We we expect them to, but they don't have to. Right. The reality is, is that you will still push through. You will still move forward. You will still achieve the things you have to achieve as long as you put the effort in and as long as you do what you have to do without the support or not, you can still push through and overcome and make Make it and do whatever your heart desires. But you also have to know that you may not have that support and that's also okay. Doesn't mean that you don't do it. Doesn't mean that you're not meant to do it. Doesn't make you any less than of a person if you don't have that support. Who cares? Still do it. Oh, they don't do this. They don't do that. They don't buy this. They don't. Who cares? Still do it. Because the reality is, is that if you allow yourself to stop on the journey or the purpose that God has have for, and you, has for your life, because a few people won't support you, what about the people who need you? What about the people who are waiting for you to get to where you need to be mm. and you're stopping because a few people won't support you? No way. Not worth it. Yes, it's hurtful, like I said before, but you'll get through it. You'll get past it and you will go through it and you'll get on the other side. So I just wanted to encourage you guys. That's kind of my mic drop is a little bit, it's encouraging, but, <laughs> but it's a lesson that I had to learn on my entrepreneur journey myself and, and just in life in general, you won't have support all the time and that's absolutely okay. Um, so for those who are listening, I just want you to know that. And that is my mic drop. All right. <laughs> so I, I completely agree. Absolutely. So, we have come to the end of our episode, three. episode three. I can't <laughs> believe we are here. We are rocking and rolling, girl. We are on, ep- on episode three. And so, um, just want to make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media platforms, on the Queen's Cup podcast, yes. on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and you can find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, um and 
something podcaster. <laughs> I was say something with a B because I saw something. I can't remember. The yeah, name. I, it's a it's a platform that's not widely popular, but I think it's called Podcaster or Breakcaster or something like that. But anyways, if you go to our um, anchor page, you'll be able to see all the places our podcast is listed, and soon. We will be on Apple Podcasts, so we're excited about that. Yes. Also, if you have, if you guys have questions, um, if you want us to shout you out during the Q and A, um, if your question is selected, we can do that as well. Yep. Um, but you can submit those questions to tqcnation at gmail dot com. Again, that again, that's tqcnation at gmail dot com. So send those questions in. We'll love. We love to hear from you and get your input. Absolutely. So again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. We are so excited that you guys are supporting us and listening. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms and send in those questions. We want to make sure we're answering your questions. Again, thank you for listening. And we want to tell you, make sure you are refilling your cup. Because you can't pour from an empty one. Absolutely. (laughs) So have a good one. Happy 2020. Alrighty, bye-bye.